0: but yeah it was really goofy it was also like i was just wondering like if my neighbors could hear me recording because <laughs> i'm in like apartment buildings. building so yeah it was just a real goofy process you are listening
1: to beats <laughs> and You're listening to the Beats and Bleeps podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. Today, my guest is Megan Carnes. Uh, how are you today, Megan?
0: Hello. I'm good. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Um, so I'll start off with kind of a, a big question really as to sort of your your musical background, how you got into into music in general and then specifically working on soundtracks and game soundtracks.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So when I was a kid, I played violin in orchestra. Um, And then when I was like, I don't know, 11 or 12, my parents bought me a little Casio keyboard and I started writing my own little pieces on there, you know. Um, And then when I was 14 in an orchestra in high school playing violin, uh, we played a Star Wars medley. Um, in orchestra and that's when I was kind of like oh this is like a job people have like I could do this (laughs) Um, and ever since then that's kind of been my goal so then in college I studied music and minored in film and I was doing just film composing for a while Then in like 2016 or so, I realized I'd like to do games as well, so um, I joined this kind of uh, mentorship program where I was working with Becky Allen, who's a really good composer, audio director, Um, and she kind of was like, learn wise, and so I did that, and um, yeah, kind of got into game composing that way. (laughs)
1: oh nice so i mean before before like um getting into games composing where you were a, a quote unquote gamer before that
0: um so i grew up playing some games um mostly like the mario games and stuff um but it was really like after college that i started getting more into playing games which is also when i was like oh i could do music
1: for these two actually that would be fun yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay like some of the games you've you've worked on um i'll go for it. i'm not sure if i'm going to get these right in any chronological order so i apologize if, <laughs> okay. if it kind of messes up but i think i think the sort of first uh, earliest one on that you've referenced on your website is interview which is obviously mm-hmm. a sort of um choice base you kind of get asked questions in and interview makes sense yeah Um, and then it generates music based upon that so what was what was sort of the idea behind that where did you kind of come up with that and then how did you kind of go and achieve that
0: yeah so I actually made that game um and the idea behind it was I wanted to make some kind of little demo to put on like my website or something to show that I could do interactive music um and then it just kind of grew into a full game. Like I had the idea to ask this interview questions and have it generate music. It was kind of like, what would be the story behind this? And then it kind of grew into a whole thing. Um, but yeah, I was kind of in a weird position coming into the industry, because I'd been working professionally as a film composer for a while. So I didn't want to like work on people's games for free. But also, understandably, nobody wanted to hire me. Um, like pay me to work on their games because I had never worked on a game before. So yeah. uh, this was kind of like my way to get some game composing experience. But um, also, yeah, it was just like very creatively fulfilling everything.
1: I, mean, I imagine like obviously going from film composing, which is very linear, to mm-hmm. a kind of fully interactive musical experience. Is that kind of did you did you do it that way as as well as, like, a exploration into what can be achieved and sort of challenge yourself that way.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I had played around in, like, WISE and stuff and just written my own interactive music before, but that was definitely the most, like, um, kind of into it I had ever gotten, you know, where I, like... Because I had written little, like, interactive pieces before but never, like, tried to do music for a full game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah
1: that's cool i mean is that with quite a lot of the games that you've worked on and are working on um like they're all quite very interactive with the audio is that sort of the route you wanted to be using rather than just going you know games where it's just a loop or something like that or you're not first either way
0: yeah i really like doing interactivity when i can um i'm always like asking if i can you know (laughs) on the games i'm working on i'm happy to do just loops if that's what people want but i don't know i really like the interactivity i think it's really fun and it's like challenging in a good way and it's really cool to see what you can come up with i think and um it can lead to some really cool unexpected stuff you know if there's a Transition at a time you weren't expecting, or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, I really like it.
1: Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's definitely another way that you can be creative with like the audio, especially outside of, you know, if, if you've come from a film background where it's like you have to write a piece that goes between two cuts and then that's it, it's mm-hmm. X amount of time, stuff needs to happen in this. Whereas this is almost the opposite, where it's your Preparing something that's going to perform itself almost. Mm -hmm. And it would be a nice time to listen to an interactive piece created by Interview. This is a piece called Interviewing Daniel. so in turn, like I uh, kind of I feel feel going through the sort of chron- chron- uh, the time of the game you've worked on <laughs> um, so the ne- mm-hmm. next one I think was, was Starweaver which again is very interactive that's a mobile game where it's um, you've got like the planets which are, I think when I read the, the blurb of dying gods and they kind of the closer you point your phone at them because it's that technology which i can't remember the name of where you move your phone around and it moves um oh yeah
0: the the gyroscope that's the
1: one thank you um so it was obviously that's like set from the ground up to be uh interactive audio experience i mean was that because i know you mentioned on interview you kind of did all the programming on that and things was that the same as starweaver or is that sort of a i know there's more people involved
0: um, yeah, this one um, I was just doing the composing and I also set uh, everything up in WISE, but there was someone else who like came up with the idea for the game, uh, David Tzu and um, did all the programming and everything. Um, so, yeah. Um, that one was really fun. I worked um, with David Sue, Dominique Starr, and Color Fiction, and it was just a really fun team to work on. It was for um, the Dolby Step It Be Your Sounds game jam. So um, it was kind of a way to like, uh, they wanted to showcase their like Atmos for mobile wise plugin. Um, yeah. So we really wanted to do something that would kind of show off that like spatial audio technology. Um, so yeah, it was really interesting writing music in like surround rather than stereo. It was it's really different. Um yeah, it's interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean I guess and I don't I can't remember if you've done anything like with VR, but I guess it's a similar sort of like directional sounds that you have to think about and things like that, like proximity you are with them.
0: Yeah. Um I- in this case, all the planets are like the same distance away from you. We tried to do a little bit of proximity based stuff, but it ended up like making the mix weird, yeah. essentially. Um, But yeah, essentially when the music's coming from all around you rather than just in stereo, you can write music that would be kind of like muddy or crowded in stereo. Um, You can have like more layers going on and stuff and kind of hear them individually better, which is, you know, not what I'm used to, but it was interesting. It was different, you know? (laughs)
1: And so if something like that where you, you would approach it and kind of you've got, I imagine, and this may be where I'm completely wrong, so I don't really have much technical knowledge of it, but you kind of have various loops or tracks that when you get close to the volume is higher. And then so do you, would you write something like that, like as a whole thing and then take the parts apart or like, well, how, how would you approach that from sort of like a composition point of view?
0: Um. This one I kind of wrote more as, like, I thought of it as individual stems, kind of, like, thought of the individual layers more than the full coherent piece. Because also we did it so that when the planets were behind you, there was a low-pass filter on them, so you yes. couldn't hear them as well. Um, so I didn't really think too much about how it would all sound all together. It was more kind of like um, these different layers that could go together in different combinations basically but yeah i wasn't worried too much about them all together because you don't really ever hear them all together
1: yeah but then with interview obviously that's kind of the opposite where it makes a a concurrent piece at the end
0: yeah exactly and i mean they all in uh Star weaver they all like follow the same chord progression and they all like go together but um, when you listen to it in stereo it actually sounds like a little too busy and stuff yeah. Um, but yeah it works in the context of the game
1: yeah I mean obviously that's it you never the whole, whole idea is you're never going to be able to listen to all those tracks at the same time because it's not you're not looking at all of them. Like, obviously, if they're all nicely yeah. in a line the same distance or next to each other, it would be a different thing, but that's kind of not the point, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, continuing on, there's um, a few other games that you you did um, additional composing extra songs for, so, like, Pocket Love and Halheim Hassle. Mm-hmm. Um, were they just... Uh, like, I think Pocket Love, it was just the one track you contributed. Were they just more linear... You created a piece for those ones.
0: Yeah, uh, those were all. Both uh, Helheim Hassle and Pocket Live were both just like simple loops.
1: Yeah, that's cool. That's like obviously <laughs> getting the both sides of it in. Where it's, I'm guessing that kind of goes back to be it doing like the film composing, where the sort of linear side of it.
0: Yeah, although with film composing, um, you know, you have to match things to the visuals, um, which I like. That's a really fun challenge. Whereas, you know, if you're making a loop for, you know, background music for a video game, um, you don't have to match it to anything going on visually. The main challenge with that is just making sure it won't get repetitive yeah if it's looping a bunch of times you know um, yeah, but yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all played that game where you're in the same area for a long time and it's like oh my god just let this music stop please <laughs> Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, Hellheim Hassle is a puzzle game and I think they actually put a mechanic in there where the music stops after it loops a certain Mm -hmm. number of times, which I think is a great idea. I think more games should do that.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a few that are kind of becoming more conscious of it. Like I think, I can't think of the name of it now, but there's one where it loops a few times and then it kind of just fades progressively into Mm -hmm. like an ambient thing and it works quite well because it's like then you really notice when you go into the next area, you really notice the next loop start as well that's quite yeah cool, definitely um, so go I say continuing on um, so obviously Starweave as you said was a, a mobile game using the gyroscope kind of thing um, which is which is mm-hmm. just for listening on audio which as in which one of these and which as in the pointy hat witchcraft people um, yeah <laughs> so that's that's uh, that's quite cool Like I, I, I would say like a bit silly but i don't want to say that yeah. necessarily if you like oh, this is very serious but no, obviously no, that's very that's yeah. kind of similar sort of thing where you know there's the i can't think what it's called now like the witch witch hunting song anthem national kind yeah. of thing and then as you go closer to various people that you're going to accuse of being a witch you can kind of hear different versions of the songs depending on and like you have to work out if they're a witch based upon how mocking their version is Um yeah. so i guess guess that's obviously like when you get closer it just kind of that track fades in more um i was just gonna say obviously with the vocals in in that it's um they kind of like need to match up really nicely but also i feel like part of the discord when it's sort of not exact when the witches are doing their silly noises yeah <laughs> um, it kind of works really well i mean was that I, I, that game heavy you relies on that mechanic so is it kind of like you had that idea of that game mechanic before applying it to the witch hunting kind of thing
0: yeah so this was for that uh this year's version of that Dolby oh, okay. jam and yeah so we wanted and this time I was the team leader so like um, well I sort of came up with the idea but then um, somebody else on the team came up with the idea of making it like a witch hunt thing because yeah. my idea was like find the person who's singing wrong and someone else was like what if it's witches and so <laughs> uh, I think that was Craig Um, one of my other teammates, but yeah. So we did that to like really kind of show off the Dolby uh, spatial audio mobile app, uh, their Atmos app. But yeah, so it's nice because wise actually has something built in called distance attenuation, um, which is basically, you know, um, you have your listener on the camera or, we actually put it like on the little player character because it's like a third person game um and you set up like this curve type thing that says okay if you're this close to the audio source it's this volume and that kind of thing so it kind of takes care of it all for you which is really nice um but yeah just like a lot of messing with that attenuation curve to make it So that, you know, when you were close to a witch, you could hear them very obviously, like which one you were close to. But also so that when you were standing in the middle of a bunch, you could still hear a bunch of them all around you. Yeah.
1: I mean, so with the the vocals, especially the witch ones, how many takes did that take from people laughing?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, It took a couple yeah they were they're all me and some of the lower ones are my husband but all the witches are me and they're just you know pitched up um, yeah but yeah it was really goofy it was also like i was just wondering like if my neighbors could hear me recording because <laughs> i'm in like apartment building. <laughs> yeah it was just a real goofy process
1: <laughs> they'll probably be reporting you as a witch now
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah no kidding. Uh, was, i didn't realize it was for the same thing that uh the same dolby uh, thing that star weaver was i guess as well I, f- I feel they've probably looked at what you've done both years and been like okay this is the same person that's done this very <laughs> space planet oriented thing and then this silly witch hunting game <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, they definitely, like, remembered me, because it was a pretty small jam. It was the kind of thing where you had to, like, apply, and they accepted, like, uh, five teams, I think, and it was, like, a paid jam, which was nice. Um, So, yeah, and we ended up winning the Sears jam, too, which was cool, because we got extra funding to, like, fully develop the game instead of having it be, like, this tiny little prototype thing. Yeah.
1: So that's...
0: that's why you know, they're all, like, three different levels
1: and everything. Um, yeah, and so obviously, yeah. Uh, both Witch's Witch and Starweave are available on mobile, so um, mm-hmm. Apple and Android stores, and any other mobile stores, if there are them. Um, yeah, no
0: No others, but yeah, Um. <laughs> Apple and Google Play, um, both of them are there, and
1: they're both free. Yeah. So. so there's um a, a few games in terms of uh, that I think are in well, early access or development that you're working on. Uh, the first one's A Crooked Heart, which is like a Corgi themed puzzle platformer. Yeah. Is um oh, that kind of looks a bit more linear. I've not had chance to play it in terms of the sound. Is that the case or is that still fairly interactive?
0: Um, It's pretty linear, yeah, like a lot of loops and stuff. That one's taking a long time just because he's hand-drawing all the animations. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, that's been in the works for a long time. But, yeah, it's really cool, like very cool art style, but yeah it's it's
1: all linear it makes sense like looking at it it's like yeah okay that's that's a very specific art style and it's really cool and then it's like if it's hand-drawn it's like that's going to take a long time and that makes sense especially if it's just obviously it's just one person doing it but yeah i think i think that's early access on steam if people did want to did want to play it yeah
0: yeah it's it's available there
1: and the the other game um, that I'm aware of that you're working on is uh, Divinuit, which is kind of your your project um,
0: yeah I've, I've been working on that for a while essentially it like generates um, musical like unique musical experiences for you based on tarot readings yeah. I've been working on that for a while just because a tarot deck has 78 cards um, and I'm not only writing like individual themes for each card but I'm also doing a bunch of like interactive stuff where the cards will like combine different layers together so yeah it's just a lot of music Um, so yeah still working on that one
1: (laughs) so in in terms of that like I guessing you say like I'm this is where I'm probably not that familiar with Hara, but obviously it's normally three cards that get drawn.
0: Um, it can be any number of cards, okay. but for this game specifically, just for like keeping the structure of the interactive music and stuff, I just limited it to exactly three cards. Cause- yeah. Otherwise, that would make it a lot more complicated.
1: <laughs> and with with that, is it sort of like you've got like I know you mentioned like combined combinations of them have maybe got different things, but like for the each of the seventy eight cards, um, they've each got like a loop, and then or is there a different mm-hmm. sort of uh, dynamics and things in that?
0: Yeah, so basically what happens is the game is kind of in two phases. Um, You have the first phase where you get your reading and find out what your cards are, and each card has, like, a little individual theme that plays. They're around, like, 45 seconds or so. Um, So you listen to the card's individual theme, and then you go to a second section, which is kind of like um, the deterministic section um, where the cards kind of make a piece for you based on a couple different factors um like whatever suit you have the most of determines uh one layer of the music and then like i have them divided into 13 different thematic groups so that determines some parts of the music and also at this time um, i have like silent film clips
1: playing nice. so
0: it's like it generates like a little music video for you
1: oh cool so i guess i like that's going to be Quite a number of um, end results that you can have from that, and obviously there's lots to consider if things are going to potentially get muddied or not fit. And
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, I have like this whole um, like diagram like drawn out, <laughs> and it's like really complicated to explain without the visuals. Um, but yeah, and what else was I going to say? I don't remember.
1: Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's one of. There's a diagram in the video? Or I may have made uh, the Indiegogo video, but I may have made that up.
0: Yeah, there might be. Um, I know there. I made one for, like, a talk I did um, yeah. for VGM together. Um, so, yeah.
1: I just remember uh, saying that today. Um, Austin Wintry posted one from Stray Gods, and it's just like this thing, <laughs> and it's like, I don't even know what's going on. I don't know how you can begin to... <laughs> Right and stuff and that's why i don't do it and leave it to people that know what they're doing <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be a nice time to listen to a piece created by the upcoming divinuit this is the piece megan calls nine of pentacles So obviously as well as like your projects you're doing you're you've working for Acupera games uh, as a composer and mm-hmm. music implementer i mean what's um, obviously i know you can't can't talk about any of the games at length but what sort of um the day-to-day sort of responsibilities is that just speaking to the team what sort of music they want how that's going to work in the game
0: yeah, um so I am working on two projects for them. Um and they're kinda of different styles. Um one of them I'm pretty free to do like whatever I want. Like they gave me some directions of like mood they want and stuff. Yeah. Um and then the other one they're a little more specific about it. But yeah, generally it's like um writing music and putting it in an F mod and we use like GitHub to like upload everything so you know taking care of that stuff um a lot of communication with the sound designer as well just to make sure we're not like clashing or anything like that or like you know like hey i think this sound is really important here so i'll make sure the music's not doing anything crazy like that kind of thing yeah um but yeah and then you know any revisions they may, may have that kind of thing i do um i'm paid hourly there which is kind of nice because um i've done a lot of projects that are paid per minute which i think i prefer for like film music or doing like simple loops um with game music but um for interactive stuff it's really hard to get into like what exactly is a minute of music you know <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's been great um everyone there is super nice and i like working for like an indie company
1: i think it's very cool uh so yeah yeah that's cool i mean, i was guessing when, when you said like paid per minute i was kind of a bit like i'm guessing you mean per minute of like music you produce <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. i think <laughs> that was just my sort of yeah obviously if you're doing that and it's interactive music that could be like very confusing to try and build that because it's like oh technically i've made 78 times 78 worth yeah. of me kind of thing but yeah
0: yeah exactly and then it's like um i don't know like do you also count the time i set it up and like why is there fmod like do the implementing stuff yeah. or do i charge for that separately like it gets kind of muddy and confusing
1: yeah i mean go from from the games that you've worked on where you've kind of been in obviously the game jams and stuff is probably a much smaller team and things you've obviously done by yourself where you've got complete creative control there's sometimes where you've got ideas where they're not able to work in the game because of how things have been done previously or like i'm not sure at what point you come on to like the sort of projects with those things if you're involved at the very beginning or if it's Mm -hmm. like they make a base sort of part of a game and then you come on to it then
0: um, yeah, so for the two projects I'm on now, um, they have another composer and hired me because that composer got like, too busy. Um, so this one, I was kind of coming on late in the projects. Um, for future stuff, I think I might be brought on earlier. Um, but yeah, it was, like, the games were, like, you know, in a state where they're, pretty close to done or like they have a demo that's pretty close to done and that I'm just like filling in the music
1: so yeah, yeah. yeah cool I guess so. like yeah as you said like the more more you're there the more interactive uh, more involved in that process you're potentially going to be if it's a, a, a new project starting up
0: yeah exactly um but yeah it was they have like since they're kind of they're not a huge company they got like 40 people but it's still big enough of a company that you know that there are actual producers on the projects i'm working with and they have like um actual like Pipelines and stuff, and ways I have to like uh, turn in my music and that kind of thing. Like, yeah. there's a thing called Redmine where we like put all our tasks and then say the status of the task, which I'm not used to, but it I can see like it definitely helps everyone stay organized. Like, when you're trying to keep track of where so many people are, like in their
1: process and stuff so yeah i get it <laughs> yeah i guess it goes from working in either by yourself or like a small team where you probably just have those conversations and you've got an, an awareness of what everyone's doing so when it's 40 people it's like oh not heard what megan's been doing recently they still got the yeah, stuff exactly. coming and things like that so it's nice to be able yeah i mean i've kind of do like projects and stuff in my job and it's sort of having tracking and stuff like that it seems weird when you've worked a lot by yourself at first but then when there's more than 10 people it's just nice to be able to kind of get reports on what people are actually doing
0: (laughs) yeah exactly
1: (laughs) um so stepping away from from the games themselves in terms of your actual um uh, like technique and stuff do you tend to gravitate? I know you mentioned your like early music origin was uh, learning violin and things. do you tend to gravi- gravitate towards the more real side like trying to where possible use real instrumentation or
0: yeah, I mean I do a lot of orchestral stuff, but I kind of like more like uh, chamber groups they' like smaller orchestral stuff yeah. rather than the big epic stuff. Um, I hope I can get to a point soon where i'm working on stuff with big enough budgets that i can just hire musicians for everything because right now i mostly use like sample libraries and yeah. you can get those like 95 percent of the way there i'd say but it's never quite the same as hiring instrumentalists but i do like like um electronic stuff too especially kind of leaning more on like the ambient stuff like long synth pads and that kind of thing yeah. um, so kind of a hybrid, but yeah, definitely more on the side of quieter, more sort of ethereal stuff rather than big, epic orchestral stuff.
1: Yeah, nice. I mean, quite a lot of the, quite a lot of the things are very restrained. Restrained's probably not the right word, but yeah, like kind of with Weaver, um, it, it's kind obviously there's a potential for lots to happen but it probably won't and it's very much like smaller smaller collections of instruments and things to to create the music
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: that's that's what i like doing it's my favorite yeah yeah (laughs) good um and so in terms of yourself is what's what's your sort of like musical influences and is there any sort of music you listen to like um in terms of like genres or is it just a case of a bit of everything
0: Um, I listen to a little of everything pretty much Um, I mean some of my big influences are like I love Philip Glass, I love Thomas Newman Eric Satie which are all kind of in that like more minimalist type of vein I think so yeah uh, for sure I would say those three always come to mind when people ask my influences
1: (laughs) Nice I mean it's I was listening to Um, Oh, name forgotten, Philip Glass album. Oh, Glassworks. I don't know how I forgot that. But like quite a lot of that is like very, uh, you can kind of almost feel it even though it was written just as an album, like with the very small changes in patterns over time and stuff, it could like, oh, that could be a really cool like interactive game like with how that works and stuff but maybe that's yeah, just yeah that would be really cool <laughs> yeah. someone, should, someone should make him do it but I feel he's probably a bit too old and needs some peace now <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's, it's quite funny because it's like quite a few people that like they they despite being completely different generations like Philip Glass and Eric Satie always seem to get grouped together and yeah. uh, like very similar because it's very minimal or Mm -hmm. very restrained again and like you know not as bombastic and over the top as a lot of a lot of music can be yeah
0: yeah exactly and i do like bombastic over the top stuff i think it's very fun um but yeah as far as personal influences yeah i'm definitely more on the minimalist restrained quiet and yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um so we're going to go on to the the section of the podcast I call quick fire questions where I will ask you your favorite of something and hopefully you'll have a very quick response but it never happens um, okay. so yeah don't don't worry about just picking one favorite i'll allow two okay. or three sometimes but yeah <laughs> uh, so so the first first of the questions is your your favorite video game of all time
0: Breath of the Wild.
1: Nice. Have you played Mm -hmm. Tears of the Kingdom?
0: I have, and I really, really liked it. And I go back and forth about which one is my favourite. But I think um, since Tears of the Kingdom takes place in, like, the same world, basically, um, you know, it was like I was going back to places I'd been before, so it didn't have that, like quite the sense of like awe that Breath of the Wild did Um, so that's why I chose Breath of the Wild but it's a tough choice between the two
1: (laughs) It is. I mean, I can remember the first time I played Breath of the Wild and it's like you kind of come out the cave and stand on that cliff and it's just like, oh my, oh what? Yeah. I and mean, it's like I'm playing this on this little plastic thing in my hand and it's ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah,
0: definitely so
1: beautiful. definitely an amazing game. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd say like, oh, play it if you haven't, but pretty much everyone has now. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't played it, you're not going to.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> um so yeah, moving on. Your favourite band or composer or musician?
0: um You said I can do too.
1: Yeah, you can do too. Okay.
0: <laughs> favorite band is Pixies. Favorite composer Philip Glass.
1: Nice. I mean, they're very uh, they're very definitive answers, which is <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's like people are just like, ah, oh,
0: ah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah it is kind of hard to pick just mm. one but i don't know both of those i've loved for like a really long time and yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that's understandable i mean they're both iconic in their very own ways but
0: yeah absolutely
1: um so next to the quickfire questions your favorite game soundtrack of all time
0: unraveled i'd say well, that's another hard one
1: but mm. yeah um, i'm yet to play unraveled i've had it on my switch and e yeah. thing for ages and i've just not done it i think it's 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 um co-op isn't it the second one is co-op
0: oh, okay. the first one is
1: one player oh okay yeah, yeah. so um, I, f- I feel like yeah, cr- it's it's a
0: good
1: game you should play it yeah I'll definitely play it and yeah I've been craving like a co-op game for ages so I'll definitely play two as well and then see as that causes an argument like all good co-op games do yeah
0: yeah no kidding
1: (laughs) and then and on this following on the soundtrack theme your favourite film and or tv soundtrack
0: okay this is the one (laughs) that's a little harder um, I would probably say, like, The Hours by Philip Glass, or, um, maybe, like, Moonlight. Um, yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> that one's by Nicholas Brittle. Um, yeah. I guess probably those two I'll go with, but there are so many
1: that I really <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah, there are. That's that's the problem. There's so many so much goodness.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> and then and then finally for the quick fire questions, your, your favorite um individual track from a game soundtrack.
0: Um <laughs> probably <laughs> still alive from Portal. <laughs>
1: Nice. <laughs> I, I had a very surreal moment, and I was in a pub a few weeks ago, and someone did it on karaoke, and it's oh, quite possibly yeah. one of. There's, considering this is like one of the weirdest pubs I go to, and <laughs> like people do very bizarre stuff on karaoke, I was still like, uh-huh. "That is that is a choice that you've made." <laughs> and it's like, uh, I mean, how that's like that's over. Like, is that fifteen years old now? I think it
0: must be, yeah.
1: Um, it's just like, oh, it's just, it's it's the right amount of catchy and yeah. really, really silly. Yeah,
0: it's so catchy and so silly, yeah.
1: And now I will have it in my head for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah, I know, sorry.
1: <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, um, yeah, there but yeah um so that's kind of like that's that's the quick fire questions i was fairly uh fairly quick fire uh, <laughs> so i'll well <Good>, yeah <laughs> um you. so i mean we've we've spoken about a few things that you've um you're working on at the moment is there is there anything else you're working on currently uh anything like outside of games as well
0: um not really um i've been wanting to do like in album or ep for like a long time but um just very little time and energy after work stuff you yeah. know um but A lot of people make, like, a lot of composers will make, like, albums of music to play in the background for, like, um, TTRPGs, right? Like, Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. Um, but it's mostly very, like, kind of medieval sounding, you know, kind of stuff. So I was thinking it might be cool to do one for, like, sci-fi campaigns,
1: um, I was going to say there's a tabletop game and it's kind of like a short 45 minute hour long one Uh, basically it started from a medieval one called Escape the Dark Castle but then there's Escape Mm -hmm. the Dark Sector which is like you're escaping a ship and I was kind of thinking as soon as you said like that is like oh someone needs to do a sci-fi one someone needs to do a sci-fi one
0: (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be more sci fi. I mean, there's probably loads. This is where, like, someone will say there needs to be more sci fi tabletop games, and then someone will send me a link to about 500 of them or stuff, and then I'll have no money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That sounds cool. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in terms of people like um, keeping up with yourself and things you're working on, obviously, acupara's a- 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 page would probably be the best for those games that's coming out there. In terms of yourself, is that Twitter, your website, that's the best place?
0: Um, probably my website, uh, which is just megancartonsmusic.com. Um, it's kind of a weird social media time, because Twitter <laughs> used to kind of be my main place, um, but I've kind of stopped posting there just because of you know elon and yeah. whatnot <laughs> um but yeah i i'm also on instagram i'm a uh, magma cranes on there um and then i'm on blue sky too uh megan cool. <laughs> i bought a silly domain just so I could have it
1: be my username on there. That sounds... I didn't realise that was a thing. It's like, I I don't understand half of them at the Minix. It's like, obviously there was the bit where it's like, when when Elon first bought Twitter and it's like, oh, we're going to Mastodon and then it's like, oh, you need to join a server and I was like, wow, this is i work in it and this is far too confusing i just want to go to a page and sign up and that and post memes that's all i want and now blue sky it's like i'm waiting for an invite but then it's like oh you can set up a domain it's like oh i i'm just i'm just waiting for everyone to go yes we're leaving twitter and all going here and that's that's that and i'll join that one and that's as as much as my brain can can handle
0: (laughs) yeah for sure it seems like blue sky is gonna be the place like that seems to be where most of the people or out of like all the websites like mastodon and everything blue sky seems to be where the most people have migrated that i followed on twitter and are like actually actively posting
1: yeah it's just that we'll see yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's that horrible period where it's like i want to use this one but also i don't want people to miss it that haven't joined so i'm now posting on like six different social media pages
0: <laughs> yes exactly it's it's a pain that having a job that kind of relies on social media yeah um, but yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it is what it is thanks elon
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> no kidding <laughs>
1: uh but yeah Um, I mean, that's kind of came to the end of the questions I had for yourself, Megan. I'm not sure if there's anything else that you'd like to talk about, anything that I might've missed at all.
0: No, I think you did a good job covering everything pretty
1: much. Excellent. I, I do try, (laughs) makes it so much easier when you have everything listed on your website, but yeah, (laughs) it's it's been, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you for, for taking time out to chat to myself.
0: Yeah, thank you. This was really fun.
1: Excellent. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'd once again like to thank Megan for taking the time out of her schedule to chat to myself. I'd also like to thank you very much for listening to and supporting the podcast. As always, Beats and Bleeps will be back next Friday with another new episode. And I think it'd be nice to play the episode out with a track that was generated by the Starweaver game that is available for download for mobiles from the Google Play Store and iTunes Store. Thank you very much. I hope you have a wonderful day.